Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the morning devotion. Um, today, we are going to speak a little bit about peace. So I, uh, I just want you to, to get your Bibles ready if you have it there with you. Otherwise, just listen. So um, I just want to speak a little bit about peace. So good morning. I see there's a few people already logged on. And uh, there's some more now. So we'll see how many people can jump up quickly. So, um, I'm going to go to Isaiah first. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, says the following. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So his title or his name is Peace. So when, when Jesus Christ appeared to Abraham as Melchizedek, High Priest forever after the order of Melchizedek, okay, High Priest of God, he appeared to him, um, and he was called the King of Salem, which is King of Peace. And here he's called Prince of Peace. So Jesus is a ruler. He's a king, and he's a ruler of peace. So he's, he has a kingdom of peace, So which means that when his authority is exerted, the res- result of that is peace, all right? And when the kingdom comes to the lives of people in the form of ministry, in the form of the anointing, signs and wonders and miracles, God wants to bring peace to someone. All right, so I want to jump here to um, John chapter 14. In verse 27, Jesus says, Peace I leave with you. My own peace I now give and bequeath to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and undisturbed. And do not permit yourselves to be fearful, intimidated, cowardly and unsettled. You heard me tell you I'm going away, I'm coming back to you. If you really loved me, you would have been glad because I'm going to the Father, for the Father is greater and mightier than I am. Okay, so he said in verse 12, because he goes to the Father, we will do the same works that he does in greater works. Why? Because the Father is mightier. So if he goes to the Father, he can reveal the Father in us because Jesus is in us. The Spirit of God has now been poured in us. So because we have received the Spirit of God, we have received the kingdom of peace. And because we have received His power, His kingdom power inside of us, we can do the works that results in peace. So every kingdom work has peace in it. So if someone is unsettled because of sickness, after healing, there's peace. If someone is troubled because of lack, after provision, there is peace. If someone's soul is vexed, vexed because of uh, 
condemnation and, and uh, accusation and shame and guilt. After forgiveness, there is peace. So that word peace is more than just, you know, war and peace or you feel peaceful or something. It's more than that. That word peace out of the, out of the old, you know, out of the Hebrew is shalom. And that means nothing is missing. Nothing is broken. And I'm sure all the Hebrew scholars will tell me much more about that word than I know. But it's an encompassing piece, mean, meaning every area of life is healed. Every area of life has been touched by the authority of God. Because he's the king of peace. He's the prince of peace. All right. So let's go to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5, verse 1. Therefore, since we are justified, acquitted, declared righteous, there's the forgiveness, and given right standing with God through faith, let us grasp the fact that we have peace of reconciliation to hold and enjoy. Peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You can be... You can rest because you are at peace with God. God has peace with you. He's not against you. He's not your enemy. But you are at peace with God when you are surrendered to him. Okay? Peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him also we have our access, entrance, by faith into this grace in which we firmly and safely stand. So there's two things that we must grasp. You have peace with God. And you have access by faith into grace. All right? So the peace of God is not there to, to, have a, you know, to put a carrot in front of your nose so that you can never have it. The peace of God is, is not just something that people say to be religious. The peace of God is the Spirit of God overshadowing your life. And nothing can touch you. Nothing can harm you. In Christ, you have peace. You have peace because you are under his authority. You have peace because you are under his power and under his guardianship. All right? So the kingdom is the kingdom of peace. Now, if we go over to Romans chapter 8. The, why then do we experience unrest? Why then do we experience all the stuff that we experience and mental anguish? And, and we experience, you know, all that. Yeah? Yeah? Romans chapter 8. He says, Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who live and move not after the dictates of the flesh, that's the law of Moses, but after the dictates of the Spirit, so that's the gospel. For the law of the Spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, the law of our new being, has freed me from the law of sin and death. Okay, so there's two laws at play. Okay, The law of the of the spirit of life which is in Christ Jesus, the law of our new being, so that's the law, the authority, the kingdom of God that brings peace, has freed me from the law of sin and death. So that's the authority uh, given by which man must, uh, by obedience to the law, um, work his own righteousness. All right, And there's no peace in that because 
no man can really submit to God's law. Okay, so he says, verse 3, For God has done what the law could not do, its power being weakened by the flesh, the entire nature of man without the Holy Spirit, sending his own son in the guise of sinful flesh as an offering of, for sin. God condemned sin in the flesh, subdued, overcame, deprived it of its power, or all who accept that sacrifice so that the righteous and just requirement of the law might be fully met in us. Who live and move not in the ways of the flesh, but in the ways of the Spirit. So remember in Romans 5, 1, he says, since we are justified by faith. So you stand justified now. You could never be justified by the works of the law. So there's no peace. But since we are now justified by the blood of Christ, since we are now justified, he did what the law could not do. Since we are now justified and stand righteous before God, let us grasp this fact that we have peace with God. Okay. So now the righteous and just requirement of the law is fully met in us who move by the Spirit and not by the flesh. So the Spirit is God and God is love. So Romans 5 verse 5 uh, says the love of God has been shared abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost that's been given to us. And the love of God is, uh, is, is the fulfillment of the law. So if, the spirit, if we move by the Spirit and our hearts are yielded to the love of God, the, law is f- the standard of the law is fully met in us who live and move not in the ways of the flesh, but in the ways of the Spirit. Controlled by the Holy Spirit. Now, this is what I want to place emphasis on, verse 5 and 6. For those who are according to the flesh and are controlled by its unholy desires, set their minds on and pursue those things which gratify the flesh. So the flesh gratification can be the sin, but it can also be the religious activity. That's also gratifying the flesh. If you read Colossians chapter 2 towards the end, okay, especially in the Amplified Translation. But those who are according to the Spirit and are controlled by the desires of the Spirit, set their minds on and seek those things which gratify the Holy Spirit. So when, when you are according to the Spirit, you're, you have the mind of Christ. You seek, you set your mind on, on purpose. You, you take your mind and you fill it with the word. You meditate on the word. God said to Joshua, uh, take this book of the law and do not let it depart out of your sight. Uh, do not let these words depart from your mouth. Okay, And so you will make your ways um, prosperous. So he meditated on it day and night. He, he didn't depart from his mouth. So... That's the, that's, we need to, on purpose, meditate on the word. On purpose, bring it to remembrance. On purpose, read it. Okay? So, so that it, our heart can constantly meditate on the word of God. Okay? We set, they set their minds on. Seek those things which gratify the Holy Spirit. So if you take that back to Romans chapter 6, it says, uh, the body which is the instrument of sin is made ineffective and inactive for evil. So the evil desire is switched off, and God's desire is switched on. Okay, So the, the whole life, flesh life, that caused unrest is switched off. And God's peace is switched on. <laughs> and you, your heart rests in Him because you are right with God. There's nothing wrong. God is not your enemy. He's not against you. Um, so so there's, there's so many scriptures that tie up with this. If you, if you take um, James chapter 4 and First Peter chapter 5, he says, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Okay? First uh, Peter 5. <clears throat> that in due time he may exalt you, casting all of your cares 
on him for he cares for you affectionately. But he says, for God resists the proud and he gives grace to the humble. Okay, so if you, if you are going to, to be in the ways of the flesh, that's resisting God, that's being proudful, okay, prideful, then God is going to resist you. But we don't want to be against God. We want to be with God because God is for us. But God is going to be for us. He's going in one direction. He's not going to be for us with our agenda. He's for us, knowing for our certain good, this is the best for us. And if we're going to resist him, we're going to experience resistance. But if we humble ourselves, he gives grace to the humble. He gives grace to the humble. Back to Romans 5 where we started. He says, let us grasp this fact that we have peace with God and that we have access into this grace. So receiving grace is a very humble thing to do. And a very hum, uh, humbling thing. I almost said humiliating. It's not humiliating. It's humbling. Because it's, it's not humiliating. It's lifting you up into the glory of his presence. Okay. So the peace of God comes when we know that we are justified. The peace of God comes when we, when we stop trying to do everything ourselves. When we stop trying to, to do our own agenda. And we start to rest grasp the fact we have peace with God. We rest in that peace. We rest in the righteousness that he gives. We rest in the forgiveness that he gives. Everything that he does, not working by the law, not going by the arm of the flesh, but walking by the spirit. Okay? So uh, now he says here, verse 6, Now the mind of the flesh, which is sense and reason without the Holy Spirit, is death. So any reasoning that we might have that does not come out of the Holy Spirit is death, and it causes unrest. It disturbs the peace. Okay. Um, the mind of the flesh, which is sense and reason without the Holy Spirit, is death. Death that comprises all the miseries arising from sin, both here and hereafter. But the mind of the Holy Spirit is life and soul peace, both now and forever. The mind of the Spirit is life and peace okay so grasp the fact that you have peace with god receive the mind of the spirit receive the words of god into your heart let those the gospel the we walk by uh the dictates of the spirit and not by the dictates of the flesh so let the gospel rinse out all the law <laughs> let the gospel flush out all the accusation let the grace of god we have access to the grace let the grace of god just wash out all accusation all unrest all things that are contrary to God. Oh, search my heart, O oh Lord, and see if there's any wrong thing with me. So that your grace can wash me, cleanse me from all those things, and I have no remembrance of it. Okay? So God is going in a certain direction like a river flowing. If we're going to resist the river trying to go in the opposite direction, we're going to experience freedom. So it's we making ourselves an enemy of God. It's not God being our enemy. God is going in a certain direction, and that direction is for your certain good. But the moment you yield and surrender, and you just go with the river. Go where the river of the Spirit of God is taking you. There's peace. Okay? You don't always have to be upstream. You can just rest and let the river of life take you where you need to go. All right? So there's peace. God's authority, in yielding to his authority, you surrender yourself to peace. In yielding to his authority, you, you uh, bring your life under the rulership of the kingdom of peace. Okay? Right, so 
Verse 7, that is because the mind of the flesh with its carnal thoughts and purposes is hostile to God. It does not submit itself to God's law. See, it's the mind of the flesh that makes you an enemy to God, that resists God. He says, for it does not submit to God's law, indeed it cannot. So then, those who are living the life of the flesh cannot please or satisfy God or be acceptable to him. So if we are constantly reasoning against God, it doesn't please God. When we are constantly reasoning, 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 going against him, trying our best to go in a different direction than where he's going, okay? What pleases God? Faith. So if you receive the grace, <laughs> if you believe in what the Spirit is saying, if you rest in the righteousness of God, man, you're pleasing to God. Doesn't, you don't have to do anything else. You just rest in him and he's pleased with you, all right? So, uh, but, you know, not... By trying by the ways of the flesh, that's not pleasing to God. Okay, verse 9. But you are not living the life of the flesh. You are living the life of the Spirit if the Holy Spirit really dwells within you and directs and controls you. But if anyone does not possess the Holy Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. He does not belong to Christ, not truly a child of God. Okay, so we need the Holy Ghost in everything. People say, oh, do I need the Holy Ghost to go to heaven? I saw this meme on Facebook. <laughs> the guy said, yeah, but you need the Holy Ghost to go to Walmart, you know, <laughs> wherever you go. We need the Holy Spirit to live. Without the Holy Spirit, there is just the mind of the flesh, and that is death, okay? All right, so um, the peace of God, God wants us to experience peace, and that peace will guard over us. I just want to read you some more scriptures where are we now with time okay so philippians um chapter four we can go there okay so he says in verse four rejoice in the lord always he didn't say rejoice in the lord when everything is going well in your bank account he didn't say rejoice in the lord when everything is going your way he said rejoice in the lord always okay delight gladden yourselves in him so i'm speaking this to me thank you jesus okay again i say rejoice let all men know and perceive and recognize your unselfishness your considerateness your forbearing spirit the lord is near do not fret or have any anxiety about anything wow what a command do not fret or have any anxiety about anything but in every circumstance and everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. And God's peace shall be yours. That tranquil state of a soul, assured of its salvation through Christ, and so fearing nothing from God, being content with its earthly lot, whatever, whatever this, this, uh, the sort that is, the peace which transcends all understanding shall garrison and mount God over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Okay, so the peace guards over you. Garrison is like those soldiers on the horses, okay? So the garrison around your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. So, um, so if, if, you, if you rejoice and you don't fret, okay, what happens? Peace. Peace comes. So now I have peace. Wow, thank you, Lord. The peace guards. It's the kingdom of peace. The peace is rulership authority. It guards over my heart and mind in Christ Jesus. To such an extent, it transcends your understanding. To such an extent that stuff happens, but you just can't be bothered. It's not like apathy, but it's just like you see everything happen, but you're not fearful. You see everything happens, but, you know, everything is, you know, you have, still have peace. Your peace is not dependent on outward circumstances. Okay. So he says, for the rest, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is worthy of reverence, 
and is honorable, seemly, whatever is just, pure, lovely, lovable, whatever is kind and winsome and gracious, if there's any virtue and excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think on way and account of these things. Fix your minds on them. There's the fixing again, okay? So it's the same. There's a fixing your mind in Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. There's a fixing of your mind here in Philippians 4. And there's a fixing of the mind there in Romans chapter 8 that we just read. So we need to fix our minds on the things that are above. We need to fix our minds on the good stuff. So that means that's repentance. You turn away from all the stuff that disturbs your peace. And you meditate on purpose on the word. And you get your mind on the good news, which is walking in the ways of the Spirit. Okay. Right, verse 9 says, Practice what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me and model your way of living on it. And the God of peace... Now it's the Prince of Peace, the King of Peace himself, okay, of untroubled, undisturbed well-being will be with you. So first, you, you, you don't fret, you know, and, you know, you, you rejoice, and then the peace comes. Wow. But now you start meditating on the Word. Man, meditate, meditate on the Word. And wow, you meditate on the miracles. You meditate. If, if there's anything good, you know, meditate on it. Anything that's from God, meditate, meditate, meditate. And then suddenly, wow, now it's not only the peace of God. Now it's the God of peace that will be with you. Okay, so now God himself shows up. Emmanuel, God is with us. All right, he's with you anyway, but I'm speaking of manifestation. So now the God of peace is with you, and where the God of peace is, the kingdom of peace is, and there's authority, so that you can speak a word, and the result will be your situation will end in peace. Okay, no more distress, no more trouble, no more worry. That's what the word can do. Um, I, I just saw like a, uh, just a little bit of a video. Someone sent me this uh, video um, of uh, Mark Hankins and his wife Trina. Now, man, those guys are God's people. They're amazing. You know, and they, they're actually one of those pastors with their own jets and stuff that you know, people criticize them and so on. But, you know, they, every year at a certain conference, they doubled their offering. So, you know, how many millions it must be by now. Okay. So they give, they give like you can't believe, and so they prosper, they believe what they say. So, um, all right, so, um, so he, she got, 20, 20 years ago, she was diagnosed with an inoperable brain tumor, okay? And they were under the, the ministry of Daddy Hagen, you know, Kenneth Hagen, and he had this concept of taking the word like taking medicine, all right? So they, she sat there and she took the word like she was taking medicine. She took the word like she was taking medicine. Man, and she was in the word, in the word, in the word, in the word, in the word. And that thing started to shrink and shrink and shrink until it disappeared. So it's 20 years later, that thing hasn't come back. And she's totally healed still. 20 years later, she's got all the scans and stuff. She's, she's healed. Okay? Because of the word, because of meditating on the word. Now, if that is what the authority in the kingdom of peace can do to a brain tumor, what can God and God's word and God's peace, God's spirit of peace do in your life when you get your mind aligned with the mind of Christ, when you get your mind on the things of God? What, what situations in your life can change? Okay. All right, so... Uh, I want to just quickly go to Matthew chapter 10. Let's see, time is running out. Matthew chapter 10. 
So Jesus said, sending out the disciples and said, verse 7, And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely without pay you have received, freely without charge you give. And then he says, take no gold or silver, nor even copper money in your, in your purses. And do not take a provision bag or a wallet for a collection bag. So he said, funny, he said, freely you have received, freely give. And then he says, but don't take your own money. <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> because the laborer is worthy of his wages. Okay. Not even two undergarments. Okay. No sandals, nor a staff, for the workman deserves his support to living his food. Okay. And into whatever town or village you go, inquire who in it is deserving. Okay, so you, you acquire, inquire who is deserving. You, you, just don't, you don't just stay anywhere. Inquire who in it is deserving and stay there at his house until you leave that vicinity. And as you go into the house, give your greetings and wish it well. Then if indeed that house is deserving, let come upon it your peace. That is freedom from all the distresses that are experienced as a result of sin. But if it is not deserving, let your peace return to you. I love what Bill Johnson says on this thing. He says, like, no, how, how do you do that? It's like, you go, it's like, okay, come on, peace. You know, like, <laughs> okay. But um, it's, you, you speak out the greeting, peace to this house, shalom. You speak out a greeting, peace to this house, shalom. And you rest, and the restful state that you're in, the peace that you're in, fills that house. Okay? But if they do not receive you, let your peace return to you. So when you go, where's the peace? If someone doesn't, if someone, if you go and you preach somewhere and they, and they don't um, accept you, you know, and they start persecuting you and write you emails and put stuff on Facebook, and, you know, if you preach somewhere, you know, what do you do? Do you retaliate on, on social media? No, that's ridiculous. What do you do? You let your peace return to you. You don't leave your peace on that house. They didn't receive. Your peace returns to you. And as you go, you go with the peace. So wherever you go, there's peace because it's the kingdom of peace. Okay. Uh, let your peace return to you. And whoever will not receive and accept the welcome and listen to you, shake the dust off your feet. Okay, Ephesians chapter 6. You know, sometimes they don't even answer the email, just go, just go, yeah, and move on. Keep your peace. <laughs> okay. All right, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. In conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Be empowered through your union with him. Draw your strength from him, that strength which his boundless might provides. Put on God's whole armor, the armor of a heavily armored soldier, which, which God supplies, that you may be able to successfully stand up against all the strategies and deceits of the devil. For we are not wrestling with flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against the despotisms, against the powers, against the master spirits who are the, the world rulers of this present darkness, against 
spirit forces and wickedness in the heavenly supernatural sphere. So in the atmosphere, spiritual atmosphere around you, there's a lot of stuff that wants to disturb your peace. Let's just say that. It says, therefore, put on God's complete armor that you may be able to resist and stand your ground on the evil day. So that means if the armor is on, you have peace. If the armor is on, I mean, I'm just speaking about peace now. There's other stuff too. But uh, if the armor is on, you got your peace. So whatever happens, it doesn't touch you. Okay? So therefore, put on God's complete armor that you may be able to resist and stand your ground in the evil day. And having done all the crisis demands, to stand. It didn't say run and fight. He didn't say, he said, stand, twice in one verse. Okay. And then he says, stand, <laughs> therefore. <laughs> Hold your ground. What ground? Peace. Having tightened the belt of truth around your loins, so truth, man, be in the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Don't go for religious ideas, you know. That doesn't work. Go for the truth, which is the person Christ truth around your loins and having put on the breastplate of integrity and of moral rectitude and right standing with God and having shod your feet in preparation to face the enemy with firm, firm footed stability blah 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 let's just jump over to the King James your feet shod with preparation of the gospel of peace your feet shod with preparation in the gospel of peace so how is your feet shod so you put on shoes so what shoes is that? Preparation in the gospel of peace. The gospel is the word of God. The good news. First Peter chapter 1, last verse. The good news, the gospel, is the word of the Lord, which endures forever. Okay. So that means your heart rests in the word, meditating on the word constantly. Your feet shod in the gospel of peace. So it's the gospel of peace. It's the kingdom of peace. It's the gospel of peace, of the kingdom of peace, of the king of peace, of the prince of peace. <laughs> and he says, above all, taking the shield of faith, faith, taking the shield of faith, whereby, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. So, faith. And I like what David Hogan does. He's like, bring it, you know. <laughs> I like his attitude. He's awesome. Okay. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. So there's the word again. So the gospel of peace is the word and the sword of the Spirit is the word. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Okay, so how do you put this thing on? He's speaking about the gospel. He's speaking about truth. He's speaking about salvation. He's speaking about praying. Okay, so how do you put on the, the um, armor of God? By, oh, I put it on. Put it on. Oh, I put it on. No, man. It's like, how do you leave your peace on a place? Let the peace reign in your heart and then it just rest. So how do you put on the armor of God? Okay, you meditate on the word. Gospel of peace, sword of the spirit, shield of faith. Okay. Meditate on the word. How do you put on the armor of God? He says, praying always. So you're in the word, praying in the spirit. Those two things protect you like nothing else. Okay? And just pray. Pray in the understanding. Pray in tongues. Be in the word. Meditate on it. And 
but more uh, together with all of that, I don't want to say more than, but together with all of that, just be real with God. Open your heart and tell him exactly how you feel. And let his word wash over you. Let his word find entrance into your heart. All right. It says, pray at all times, on every occasion, in every season, in the spirit, with all manner of prayer and entreaty. To that end, keep alert. Watch with strong purpose and perseverance, interceding on behalf of all the saints. Pray also for me, etc. Okay, so it says pray. So it says stand, put on the armor, pray. All right. So may you grasp, grasp this fact that you have peace with God. Okay. Peace of God is yours. It's not something that is out of your reach. The peace of God is yours. I proclaim to you the gospel of peace. Just receive peace right now. Receive the peace of God. Romans chapter 14 says, The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace. Join the Holy Ghost. Philippians chapter 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Do not have any anxiety about anything, and the peace of God shall be yours. Meditate on these things. Word. And the God of peace shall be with you. All right, so may you be blessed. I hope uh, this has done something for you. May you just experience, I just want to declare peace over every situation in your life. Peace over your family. Peace over your children. Peace over your job situation. Peace over those court case, your court papers. Peace over your worries about sickness, about medical conditions. Peace over whatever situation you have. May you prosper. May your finances receive the peace of God. May you be blessed. I'll see you again tomorrow morning at 9. Okay, so be blessed. Bless you, everyone watching, Greg and Ma and Janine and Fiona. Bless, bless you all. It's good to see you. See you again tomorrow morning at 9. Amen.